Hey everyone, thanks for joining us. I'm Greg DeVries, pastor at The Well Scottsboro, and I'm grateful that you've decided to listen to this podcast. I hope that this word uplifts you and encourages you wherever you are. Stay with me for a few moments after the sermon. I would like to pray with you. I trust you'll be blessed by the word of God. Uh, So tonight, I'm excited about this. We're going to be starting a series tonight on the seven Hebrew words of praise. And I've taught on this a few times throughout the years, but it's been a minute. It's been a minute, so it'd be good to do that, break down some things, and let's uh, hear hear about this. So uh, starting out, I just want to say that... uh, Uh, The first Hebrew word that I want to go over tonight actually is the word halal, okay? And uh, that kind of sounds like you could uh, probably pick out what that sounds like. I'm trying to find my right place here that I was this afternoon that I need um, as soon as I find that. Sorry about that. I should have had that opened up. But the word halal actually is, uh, it's kind of an an all-encompassing word. And it actually tells us uh, halal, it means to, and you, you want to take notes. Hopefully, you've got your notebook and, and things like that. Uh, these Hebrew words of praise are found all throughout Scripture, all throughout different places in the Old Testament, in Psalms, but also throughout um, the history books as well as the prophets. And you'll find these words uh and you don't know because you, you see the word praise and you may think it all means the same thing, but it doesn't. Uh, they all break down into different words. And so, but halal being the first one that I want to touch on uh, here, like I said, it's more of an all-encompassing word. So it means to rave. It means to boast. It means to shine. Uh, it actually means to celebrate. Okay. And it actually means to... Um, be clamorously foolish, all right? Uh, it actually, and here's the thing is that halal, to be honest, it's a Hebrew word, but it's not just reserved for God. Now, it should be, but uh, I've seen some people that have been clamorously foolish, raving and boasting over things that were not godly, right? So halal, actually, like I said, it's a root word for the word hallelujah, Okay, so when we add the yah on it, J-A-H, or some uh, translations are Y-A-H, that puts God, Yahweh, hallelujah. That means I'm going to rave and boast and celebrate and brag on and be foolish uh, in a good way, clamorously foolish over God. Okay, so that's why when we're like, I raise a hallelujah, or how about the one that says, all I have. (laughs) Well, I'm baptizing up here tonight. All I have is a hallelujah. I throw up my hands. I'll praise you again and again because all that I have is a hallelujah. All I have is a boast in the Lord. All I can do is brag on you, God. All I can do is celebrate you uh, tonight. And so halal, uh, there's many ways to halal. All right, and that's what we're going to break down in the next times that I teach. Uh, You can uh, halal the Lord by using your hands. You can do it by bowing. You can do it by shouting. You can do it by using instruments. You can do it by singing. Um, And so those are all the different words that are broken down. So it's almost like all those words and the way to praise God fit into the halal. 
Okay, so I'm going to halal the word with a zamar. I'm going to halal the Lord with a zamar. All right, and I'm, again, I'm not getting into that word yet, but that's one that we'll pra- that we will learn about. Zamar means to praise Him with the stringed instruments and with singing. So here's the deal: some people can halal the Lord with a zamar. Some maybe not so much. Maybe they don't play any, a musical instrument, right? But all of us have been given an instrument. Everybody touch your voice, right? God loves it. Uh, what does it say? that he? We always quote it when we can't sing. Joyful noise. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all you, yeah, all you lands. Um, and so uh, we will learn all these different ways. And I love this because... Uh, it, it gives us all these different ways to learn to praise the Lord. So just take marriage, for example. What if all I did ever was just be like, I love you, Greg. I love you, Greg. I love you, Greg. I never sang him a song, wrote him a song. I never wrote him a note. I never, you know, shouted that oh you're awesome I never like gave him a high five and raised my arm up literally one of the words just means to stretch your arm out stretch your arm out and use that to halal the Lord to brag on God and so our lives uh should show that we are bragging on the Lord so hopefully when you're around me in the natural and when I talk or when I I brag or I boast you know that I'm bragging or boasting like on my husband or on my children right you're around somebody and they bring out the the grandchildren row by the way we had our 17th grandchildren last night Abigail yes and Ryan are uh had the baby last night about 8 30 and that was uh fun I was definitely, I'm halaling the Lord over that. That was exciting. And uh, believe it or not, it was the first time I've ever gotten to really be up close and personal and and experience a birth that wasn't one of my own. (laughs) And I got to cut the cord, so that was exciting. Yes, I know that y'all are like, hmm. Anyway, that was exciting for me. I had a part in what was going on, and and, uh, it it was exciting. And the Lord's already been showing me some things out of it, and I'm, I'm going to be writing all these things down that, the, that he was showing me out of it. But, um, but to hopefully when you're around, you, you know what people love after you spend some time with them. Whatever they brag on, whatever they boast, they, they love, some people love their vehicles. They love their ball team. Right? They love their food. Oh, my word. People love their food. You know, they're talking about, oh, I went and got this. Have you ever had this before? This sushi is, oh, my, so good, you know. So people really, to be honest, we halal things. We do. Because, again, that's just a Hebrew word that means praise. And to be honest, all throughout Scripture, like even in the book of Judges, um, that when uh, Samson, the, the Philistines had captured him and gouged his eyes out and had him, uh, you know, running the mill around, and he was there. It said they praised, it, they halaled their little G-O-D. They halaled their God because they had captured Samson, the enemy of the Philistines. So I'm just saying, there ain't no rock, there ain't no Philistine 
Uh, there's no enemy that needs to be out praising us. Nobody needs to be out halaling us uh, because we have the greatest thing to halal ever. God is the greatest. Like I was just proclaiming in that prayer, he is the strongest, he is the greatest, he is the mightiest, he is the holiest. There's none greater than him. There is none higher than him. Uh, he's the one that deserves the halal, the ranting, the raving, the boasting. Uh, also, uh, Another person that was actually halaled in the Bible, it was a person, it was not a deity, uh, and that was Absalom. That this word, um, it said that Absalom was a good-looking dude. <laughs> actually, it says that in all of Israel, he was such a fine specimen. Just being honest, he's had hair. It said they weighed his hair. He had this long, curly, amazing hair, obviously. This was David's son, Absalom. You can read it, actually. Uh, and it says that he was praised he was halaled in Israel because how good looking he was and what a great specimen he was, right? Uh, I think we've halaled some humans before because how good they looked. I mean, be honest, all of us, you know, maybe not since high school, but hopefully, you know, uh, we've outgrown that if we're married, that they were halaling our, our, our loved one there. Um, but anyway, I want to jump into uh, 2 Samuel 6 really quick. So I want to make sure that we don't confuse worship and praise. Worship is more, I know we use that, we're like, oh, we're going to have praise and worship, which we, we use that, and worship can involve music, but to be honest, worship is a lifestyle. Worship is a our act of sacrifice, when they worshiped the Lord, they sacrificed. They usually killed an animal, and uh, they brought this incense before the Lord, and that was worship before him. That was pleasing in his sight. So when we live a life of sacrifice, we live a life laying ourselves down and, and bringing that, that fragrance to the Lord, that, uh, that is worship. Uh, the word worth, worship comes from two words, ma meaning worthy ship. Meaning we're showing how, how his worthyship when we worship him. We're showing him that he is more worthy than anything else. Uh, more worthy than whatever we lay down to, to walk with him. We're showing him that he's more worthy than anything else. So uh, act of devotion, submission uh, to the lordship and the kingship of Jesus Christ. Praise is more of a physical expression. Okay, so like I said before, that the main word that's probably used about 160 times uh, in the Old Testament is the word, uh, the root word halal, uh, which is, is for praise. So that, again, is a physical expression. When you rant or rave about something, usually you're doing it, what, verbally, right? You're saying, oh, that was so, you know, you're using your mouth, you're using your voice. And, and I just, I want to see our worship go to not worship. I want to see our praise and our worship, but I want to see our praise go to another level in this house because I believe that as we give ourselves to praising the Lord in a more foolishly clamorous way, now I'm not saying get crazy and, you know, like do something just what out of order or anything like that, but I'm telling you the Lord deserves, people will get up, like my dad, my dad says this all the time, he's like, people will go to a ball game and beat the side out of their Kmart purse. Kmart's not even in business anymore, but he still says it. They can beat the side off of their Kmart purse and yelling for their ball team, but then they'll come to church and just never open their mouth. They're not ranting and raving and boasting in the Lord. They're not 
they're not celebrating the Lord and his greatness. And so I believe the more that we can become physically expressive with the Lord, and again, these words are going to help you. It could be raising your hand. It could be bowing down. It could be shouting. It could be singing a new song. It could be spinning around. It can be dancing is involved in scripture. It is scriptural. And so I'm fixing to break this down here with David because David actually halaled. <laughs> he halaled the Lord, okay? Uh, in Second Samuel 6, let's turn there. He got with it. He was, but see, here's the thing. Here's what he was celebrating. He was bringing the presence of God back to Israel. The presence of God in the form of the Ark of the Covenant, you know, which was uh, the expression of the presence of God, had been gone out of his nation. Think about his, his nation, his whole country, Israel, had not had, quote, the presence of God in it for, I'm not sure how many years it is. It, it may say here when we get to here. I didn't uh, look at the year. I wasn't paying attention to the year as much. But he, when he chose to, uh, when he became king, he's like, I'm bringing the presence back into Israel. And, and I want you to know that that's our heart here is that the presence of God would show up because how many of you know that things you can't do in your life if the presence of God comes in guess what things will change things can happen uh, things can be healed finances can be provided uh, relationships can be restored Amen. People can be that are addicted to drugs can get freedom and set free. So this is why we need the presence of God. So we, as as um, as the people of God, we need to usher in the presence of God, and that takes some praise. It takes some halal. It takes us bragging and boasting, and again, a lot of different ways. We may we may sing, we may shout, we may lift our hands, we may bow, we may dance. Uh, there, there's a lot of different ways that we can do that, but in doing that, we are literally celebrating God. We are we are boasting in him and how good he is. So I know I may say that over and over, but I just want us to get the picture that when we don't praise the Lord, when we choose to just, you know, be here and not uh, uh, press in, I mean really express. It's a physical expression of how we feel about God that uh, I, I feel like that that is needs to increase. It needs to go to another level. And I know in my life, I want it to, even in my life, to go to another level. You know, if I, and, and you know, you may be like, you know what, I'm kind of quiet. I'm not going to shout in church. You know what, that's fine. Shout in your car. Turn on your praise music and go down the road and just let out a shout. I, that's good. In your, in your shower, sing to the Lord. You're like, I'm not going, you know, get up and sing really out in front of everybody. Sing in the shower. It doesn't matter to me. We, because we not only need to bring praise in here, we need to have it in our personal lives. We need it in our families. We need it in our homes. We need it in our marriages. Amen. Um, I, I read a lady one time and she said, uh, you should be able to, I can't remember how exactly, but she said, you should uh, sing the presence of God right into your home every day. If your home's un unpeaceful, not peaceful, if your home is full of strife and tension Something, because the mom is the thermometer, I'm setting the thermostat. And she said, if you 
know that the, temp, the thermometer is not right, the temperature's not right, you haven't set the thermostat. You haven't set the thermostat of praise. You haven't set the thermostat of peace. You haven't set the thermostat of honor. So there's something going on, and, and if, so if in our home, you know, we can set that thermostat, that presence, because he said, I'm actually, God said, I inhabit the praises of my people. He didn't say, I inhabit the singing of my people. Actually, the word that praises is a tehillah, which we'll get into another day. So again, if we want God to show up, we're going to need to start tehillah, uh, not tequila, tehillah. Okay, we need to start, and I'll teach you about that later. But right now, let's let's go where David brought a an awesome halal before the Lord. Okay, Second Samuel six again, David gathered all the choice men of Israel, thirty thousand, and David arose and went with all the people who were with him from Baal Judah to bring up from there the ark of God, whose name is called by the name. The Lord of hosts, who dwells between the cherubim. So they set the ark of God on a new cart and brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill. And Uzzah and Ahio, the sons of Abinadab, drove the new cart and they brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill, accompanying the ark of God. Now I'm going to jump down because here, when he first brought in, you know the story, most of you probably, he brought it in, he put it on a new cart, and uh, it began to shift. The cart began to shift. It started to fall. Uzzah stuck his hand out to try to stable it, stabilize it, uh, but he dropped dead because he he touched the presence of God. It, it kind of um, confused David. We'll start in nine. And David was afraid of the Lord that day. I can understand that. And he said, how can the ark of the Lord come to me? And I think that should be a question. How can we bring in the presence of God? Because we know that's what we need more than anything, right? You think about that person that comes in here that's hurting, that is struggling, that that is depressed, that that needs healed from something. You know, the presence of God is what we need in this place. Amen. And so he said, how can the ark of the Lord come to me? So David would not move the ark of the Lord with him into the city of David. But David took it aside into the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite. The ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite three months. And the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all of his household. Now it was told King David, the Lord has blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that belongs to him. Now remember the presence of God. What does it do? It blessed the house of Obed-Edom. It said because of the presence of God, he was blessed. It, he blessed his house and all that belonged to him. I don't know about y'all, but that I want to live in that. I want to live in those type of, of uh, blessings of the Lord. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with gladness. And so it was when those bearing the ark of the Lord had gone six paces that he sacrificed oxen and fatted sheep. Then David danced before the Lord with all his might. And David was wearing a linen ephod. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. 
Now, as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michael, Saul's daughter, which was David's wife, one of them, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and whirling before the Lord. Leaping and whirling. Now, there's, there's a good one, good one. So he's shouting. He had shouting involved. So he had a lot of different types of praises that he was giving to God, but the whole gist of it was that he was bringing a halal before the Lord. He was saying, he was celebrating. We're bringing back God. God's coming back, y'all. We're going to brag. We're going to boast. We're going to do this thing because this is what we need. Uh, so again, he, there was dancing, there was twirling, whirling, there was shouting, there was trumpets, there was instruments, there was dancing. He even brought sacrifice in, which would, would entail worship in, the, in this situation. So he was doing a, a lot of different things. So King David, uh, leaping and whirling before the Lord, and Michael, she despised him in her heart. Now, I just want to make sure that we, and I think this is a pretty uh, good core group that comes on Wednesday nights. I'm sure none of us ever would despise anything going on uh, in this house when people are truly praising and ranting and raving and celebrating our God. Uh, because that's a dangerous place to be that we'd be like, what are they doing? Why are they doing that? But it, and again, I'm sure none of us hopefully are in that situation, but we should pray for those who do because that's a dangerous place to be. We want to see people's, uh, people's feet cut loose. We want to see their hands cut loose. We want to see their mouths cut loose. We want to see them literally just be able to celebrate and, and brag on God because he's so good. So, she despised him in her heart. So they brought the ark of the Lord and set it in its place in the midst of the tabernacle that David had erected for it. Then David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. And when David had finished offering burnt offerings and peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts. He distributed among all the people, the whole multitude, both women and men, a loaf of bread, a piece of meat, a cake of raisins. So all the people de departed, everyone to his house. Then David returned to his, to bless his own household. So he's coming in. He's like, I'm going to come in. I'm going to bless my wife. I've been praising before the presence of God. I've been halaling. I've been having a time in the Lord. And I'm going to come home and I'm going to bless my wife. I'm going to bless my children. I'm going to bless everything in my household. And he comes in to bless his household. And Michael, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, mm, How glorious was the king of Israel today uncovering himself in the eyes of the maids of his servants as one of the base fellows shamelessly uncovers himself. In other words, you were acting like just a slave, a servant today. You did not act like a king. You you pretty much debased yourself today in front of everybody, in front of the whole country. You know, hopefully we would never shame anybody for worshiping God, for praising God with all of our might. I will praise God with all my might. And, and, and even more so, and I love his, and this is what I'm saying. This is our heart. I believe that we have to have in regard to the Lord. So David said to Michael, it was before the Lord who chose me 
instead of your father. In other words, I wasn't doing this for you. I wasn't doing it for Saul. I was doing it for the Lord. This was for God and God alone. I'm not up here. And if we ever, now again, there's a fine line. People are like, we may look up and somebody's up here and they're like, literally, you're like, wow, they are putting off a halal today. But really, if it's to be seen, Mm-mm. That that's not that's what I say. It it's not for Pastor Greg. It's not for anybody else to see. It's not for Saul to see. It's not for, it's for God. It's for, it's before the Lord, and He knows our hearts. He knows the motives of our hearts. He knows the intents and the motives of our hearts. It was before the Lord who chose me instead of your father and all his house to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord, over Israel. Therefore, I will play music. Before the Lord, I will zamar, which will, again, and I will be even more undignified than this and will be humble in my own sight. So, again, there's the humility. He's not doing it to be seen or to look spiritual or to, wow, look at him. He's such a an abundant praiser. Wow, look at him. He must be zealous for the Lord. We should never do our acts of righteousness, our worship, our praise, our giving. It says, even in Matthew, it says, don't let your right hand know what your left hand's doing. If Don't do your good deeds before other people. If so, you've already gotten your reward when people are like, that was awesome. Wow, you did that? That is so good. Now, sometimes, obviously, you can't help but you're doing good, and it's in front of people, and they see it. But when you're trying to do it, when you're trying to do it in front of people so that everybody's like, you know, you've gotten your pat on the back, and you lost your reward. There's no heavenly reward for something that you wanted reward for here and got it from man. Therefore, I will play music, and I will be even more undignified and humble in my own sight. But as for the maidservants of whom you've spoken by them, I will be held in honor. In other words, the other people will honor what I did, the praise. But therefore, Michael, the daughter of Saul, had no children to the day of her death. She was actually barren uh, because of her attitude toward the praise that David brought before the presence of God. So again, I think we should be very careful never to uh, try to judge or critique what someone else is doing. Everybody uh, may be in a different place. They may be praising. One may be over here, you know, lifting their hands. One may be on their face. One may be weeping. One may be singing. One may be uh, shouting. You know, people are going to praise God in different ways. As long as they are celebrating God, though, that's the goal is that halal. Getting to that place, the hallelujah, we are celebrating God. Yahweh. We are raving about Yahweh. Amen. Uh, Turn to Psalm 22. And verse 3 was what I had mentioned earlier. But you are holy, enthroned in the praises of your people. Um, that word enthroned there means um, that you you sit on, you, you inhabit, you dwell on, you sit on the praises of your people. And that was the word tehila there. But if you move on down to... Um, mm, Twenty-two. I will declare your name to my brethren in the midst of the assembly. I will praise you. I will halal you where? 
in the assembly. In the midst of the assembly of the people. Uh, that sounds like church to me. Sounds like they're having church. And, and that's one of the places David is saying, I'm going to praise you in the middle of the assembly at church. That's, that's one thing. We're going to uh, get to another place here in 150. But that is the word right there. That is the word. Uh, I will declare your name to my brethren in the midst of the assembly. I will halal you. I'm going to celebrate you. All you descendants of Jacob, glorify him and fear him, all you offspring of Israel. Let's turn to Psalm 150. We'll, we'll uh, go into this, but I wanted to go back to that thing. Um, recently, I got to go to Fort Payne. They had a songwriter's um, showcase. Uh, they showcased Miss Lydia Forkham, who is, is she in here right now? She was earlier, I'm not sure. Yes, it was amazing. Thank you, Chris. Uh, it's Pastor Spencer DeVries and Jonathan Thomas. Uh, and so it was amazing to hear these songs out of their heart, what they wrote uh, to the Lord. Uh, but, but a few of them, which I thought were really sweet, Spencer, uh, Pastor Spencer wrote a song to Madison. And Jonathan wrote a song to Leah. And maybe you can ask them to sing them sometime. They're really sweet. So, again, this is another way. And I'm not diminishing God because, again, halal can be used. When you're, when you're bragging on somebody, you're celebrating somebody. That's why they say, oh, children need praise. They need to say, hey, good job, great job. You're doing a good job. You're picking up your room. You're, you know, you're celebrating their good, good deed, right? And so, again, there are different ways that you can show your, uh, your praise or your love to your husband or wife or to your friends. Again, you can give them a card. You can give them a gift. You can tell them with words. What, why do we have the five different love languages? Because everyone shows their love in a different way, right? And so that was just one way. I love that. They were using music and, and their words and their gift to write a, a song to their wife to let them know it was just another way to show how much, you know, they loved them. So that's a great example that we don't just have to do it the same way all the time. Try something new. If you've never bowed down, guess what? Try it. Bow down before the Lord. If you've never uh, laid prostrate before the Lord, you know, in your prayer closet, do it. Do it. Find new ways to show the Lord how good he is, right? All right, so let's look at Psalm 150 really quick. These are all halals, <laughs> except they're, but again, like I said, they're halaling him in different ways. They're halaling him using a zamar. They're halaling him using a shabak or a barak or, you know, they're, they're using all these different ways to uh, halal the Lord. So I'm just going to put the word halal in there. Halal the Lord. Halal God in his sanctuary. Again, we're back to the assembly, right? We're back in the sanctuary. So a lot of people are like, well, you know, yeah, the sanctuary is one place, but you need to do it at home too. That is true, and we'll see here. But obviously praising him in the sanctuary is important to him because we've seen that in two different scriptures. 
halal him and his mighty firmament uh, up into the heavens, that we're just praising him, we're just halaling him, maybe out on on the bluff over in um, uh, section up there where people go. Uh, you know, we talk about prophesying into the winds. We talk about praising into the winds. This is just a way that we can brag on God. We're looking over at the overlook and we're looking at the water and we're looking at the trees and we're looking at the, the mountains and we're like, God, you are so good. This is so beautiful. I celebrate you. I'm boasting in the Lord right now because how good you are and, and you let us partake and live in, in such an amazing place. Halal him for his mighty acts. When he does something good in your life, a mighty act, we need to brag on him. We need to give, tell somebody else, or tell him for sure, but tell somebody else, man, look at what God did for me this week. He provided this, or he did this or that. We need to halal him for his mighty acts. Halal him according to his excellent greatness. Now listen, if we halal, you know, if we halaled him according to his excellent greatness, we would never stop halaling him. Like it would be a constant, just a constant, because if we did it in accordance with how good he is, how excellent he is, how great he is, literally it would be like the throne room of God. The elders throwing their crowns down and saying, worthy, 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 holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is, to, and is to come. And the four creatures are going around and around and around saying, holy, holy, holy. They never stop, day or night. And then the elders get back up on their thrones, and they go back down, and they throw their crowns down. Because they are halaling him according to his excellent greatness. So I ask myself, and I ask you the question, do we praise him according to his excellent greatness. Do we halal him enough? Because he's always excellent and great. Praise him or halal him with the sound of the trumpet. Okay, any trumpet players in here? We've, yeah, hey, all right. We've trumpet, uh, we've had some horn blowers, we've had some shofars in here at times, right? But that's a, an instrument. We'll just say praise him with the trumpet. Some of these are going into the instruments. Halal him with the lute and the harp. Uh, again, now uh, it's going to go on and talk about halal him with stringed instruments and flutes. So that's one thing we do have, right? We have stringed instruments, the piano, the guitar. We've got uh, cymbals. It goes on into cymbals. Uh, we praise the Lord. Sometimes Miss Denny blesses us with her flute uh, at different times. So we have different instruments. And um, halal him with the loud cymbals. So, see, Nathan, you're getting to do this. Halal him with the clashing cymbals, right? Let everything that has breath halal the Lord. Halal the Lord. I mean, David was serious about this, that we need to do it in the sanctuary. We need to do it outside the sanctuary. We need to do it because he's mighty. We need to do it according to his excellent greatness. We need to use stringed instruments, any kind of instruments. Again, we, can, we may not play an instrument, but our, we are in it, our voice inside of us. He gave us an instrument to use, and that is our voice. And we can use that to praise the Lord. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Now, let me ask you, how many of you in here have breath? Ah, 100%. Because if not, guess what? 
We would all be dead. So, let everything that has breath halal the Lord. So, that means if we're not halaling the Lord, it's like Greg said, we're robbing his breath. He gave us breath. He breathes inside of our lungs. And if we're not halaling him and, and giving him bragging and boasting about and celebrating of how good he is according to his excellent greatness, then there's a part of us that is robbing and we're praising sushi or halaling uh, ball teams. We're halaling all kinds of things, shoes, tennis shoes or whatever. I mean, there's all, I could go, I mean, goodness, there's a list of things that people are halaling these days. And we have to look and say, what's the list? What's my list that I'm halaling? What do I brag about? What do I boast about? That's not eternal or that's not something that change, it, that's not really excellently great. I mean, it may look good. It may taste good. It may, you know, sound good, whatever. But if it's not according to his excellent greatness, then probably it doesn't really have to have a halal attached to it. So we need to look at, again, what and ask ourselves, what? What are we giving a halal to that doesn't deserve it, that doesn't need it, and ask ourselves, how can we begin to really praise the Lord in, on a deeper level? And again, there's a, all the ways I'm going to break down, but you, you know, you've read your Bible and you're, you're in here. You know, like I said, we can sing, we can dance, we can shout, we can lift our hands, we can bow down, we can lay prostrate before the Lord. Uh, you know, there's, there's a, take off running, I don't care. Take off running. I mean, David, again, David did lots of things here when he was excited about the presence of God. You knew it. You knew it, right? And um, so I just want to make sure that we're using uh, what God, God, he deserves our praise. I, I can't say that enough, that he deserves our praise. And I want to pray when we close out here, we're going to close out. I just want to pray that our praise in this house, our halal goes to another level. It just continues to go up because he's worthy of our praise. Sometimes I get in these atmospheres and I'm like, what in the world? Like how like, Everybody in this room must really love God because you begin to feel it and you feel the uh, inside of you and it just begins to vibrate your vocal cords uh, inside of you just like, oh, man, you just feel the energy in the room. And so I, I desire that in this room that the ones that come in won't be able to sit for long without joining in what's going on they're like man i feel the presence of god in this place because again he inhabits the praises so as if we're really praising him we're not just singing we're not just making a noise we're not just we really are attaching to who he is and his excellent greatness he will come and sit on that and then people will be drawn in to his presence he will begin to change them and so i just want to pray over that pastor joel i'm gonna ask you to come and just pray with us over that if you don't mind you can can you can you talk out of that mic no you can come up to this mic because i don't know if that one actually turns on out that Well, let's join together and just begin to pray and cry out for the presence of the Lord and that we would go to another level in our praise. Lord God, we, we bless you, Lord God. 
We're just going to start out with just responding to the exhortation we received. We bless your name, Lord God. We exalt your holy name, Lord God. You are worthy, Lord Jesus. You are holy, Lord God. Lord, for all your mighty acts that you've done in this house, Lord God, for every time that you've responded to our prayers, to our praise, Lord God, to our cries, we say thank you so much, Lord God. We magnify you. We declare that you are good, that you are holy, that you are worthy, Lord God. And I just ask, Lord God, let our praise, let it go to another level. Let it go to a deeper place, Lord God. Let those wells rise up inside of us, Lord God. Let it rise up in our bellies, Lord, let it rise up in our spirit, Lord God. I pray that it would rise up. It would have to come out of our mouth, Lord God. It would have to come out of our mouth, Lord God, that we would be like the one that said we couldn't withhold it. We couldn't withhold the word of the Lord. We couldn't withhold the praise of God. I pray, Lord, let it rise out of our mouths. Let it come out of our tongues, Lord God. Let it be for everything you've done, Lord God. Let us see the smallest to the greatest act that you've done. We declare that you are good, Lord God, that you've never done anything but good. You You've never done anything but wonderful, but praiseworthy, Lord God. We declare that you are king, that you are Lord, Lord, that you are enthroned in this house. This is your house. This is your place, Lord God. Lord, let this praise be yours. Let our praise be yours. Let it not be for man. Let it not be for attention. Let it not be for our own gratification. But Lord, we declare this praise is yours. Lord God, our mouths are yours. Our voices are yours, Lord God. Our talents are yours. Our giftings are Lord's. Lord, we give them to you. And we ask, Lord God, let it ascend. Lord, let us ascend the hill of the Lord. Let us ascend into the deep places of the Lord. Lord, let us ascend to the places where we couldn't but exercise kneeling before you. We couldn't but exercise bowing before you. Let our praise increase. Let our desire, our hunger increase in this house, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. So much. Yes, Lord, we give you all the praise, all the glory, God, all the honor, Lord. Um, we're going to give you a blessing tonight. If you raise your hands, we're going to bless the Lord before we go. Thank you so much for being here tonight, for being attentive. And I want to encourage you again, it's not just when you come into the sanctuary. Yes, it is, but halal him in your closet at home, but halal him uh, to other people when you go to Walmart. Start bragging on God and see what happens. That's like, that. it doesn't have to be in a praise and worship service that you're doing that. I mean, when you start bragging on God, literally you are praising him. You are bringing him a halal. And what can he do in someone else? his life when you start bragging on how God provided something for you he answered a prayer hey man my son used to be away from the Lord but he's come back to the Lord or whatever it is you begin to halal the Lord to other people and see if God does not start showing up in those situations so tonight raise your hands God we thank you we love you we love you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you. May he be gracious to you. May he look upon you. May he provide everything that you need. May he be your healer. May he be your deliverer, your salvation. God, I pray for household salvation right now in people's hearts and their lives, the ones that are desiring for people in their family to get saved, God. I pray they'll begin to halal in their house and brag and boast on you and celebrate how good you are, God, according to your excellent greatness, God. 
and watch you move. Watch you move, God. We love you and praise you tonight. We bless your people tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. I trust that you are encouraged and inspired by the Word of God today. Once again, I want to say thank you for joining us on this podcast. It's very important that after you receive the Word of God to make sure it gets sealed in your heart. I'd like to do that with you. I'd like to pray with you that we can tuck it away in our hearts and that we let the Word of God have free course, move swiftly in us, and it would glorify God. You know, the Word of God is a seed. You can expect results out of it. You can expect fruit out of it. You can expect something to be produced. Again, I'm so thankful that you joined us. Now allow me just a moment to pray with you. Father God, we come to you in the wonderful name of Jesus, the Word of God Himself. And I thank you for the Word that has been heard. I thank you for the Word that has been received. And Lord, now I ask that it gets covered up and it gets protected and locked and lodged in our hearts, Lord. And Father, I pray that you would water it. I pray that you would nurture it, that you would bring the light and revelation that it needs. And I pray that it produce good fruit in each and every heart that has received it today. I ask this in Jesus' name. I do this at the end of every service at the church. I want to do it with you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you. And may the Lord find great delight in you. And may you find great joy in him. May the Lord provide for you. May the Lord protect you. And may the Lord give you peace, peace. God bless you. Thanks for joining us.